Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Lund. Welcome back to the Real Triathlon Podcast. Uh, man, it is, feels like it's been a while since we sat down and recorded this. I know, uh, I think we are kind of rusty. We all showed up at different times on the recording. Like Jack was, was out for dinner. Literally just home. the worst brain fart of, of life. But anyways, you'll hear about that in our interview when I show up halfway through and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I literally forgot about it like a half an hour before it started. Yeah, it's been a minute. I haven't even been on the show. It's like I just left. I think yeah. it feels like too long to me. Man, I took me half that interview to get into it. I felt flat starting that. Yeah, and Rudy's wow. like waiting for some good information and some good prompting. And I'm just like, so what hair product do you use? <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah, no, It's a good episode. It's a good episode. It's pretty laid back. I mean, it's hard to do anything else with Rudy. Super laid back guy. So yeah. worked for us being a little uh, more conversational. And yeah, my biggest arch nemesis. So, you know, you'll want to hear about how that went with some, with some, uh, pointing questions there from garrick and mostly garrick right um <laughs> but before we jump into the episode with rudy uh current events uh it is we're recording on the 3rd of june so garrick don't release this in july hopefully um <laughs> but we got sub seven coming up um we've got a couple races this month we've got 70.3 Montchamblant Jackson and Tamara and myself are gonna go Jack's defending his win hopefully Tamara will win and hopefully I can just be second place shake and bake Cal Norton Jr. awesome and then um we've got Leslie Leslie Smith's gonna be doing the full in Des Moines Iowa the North American Championship so got for her Lisa that's pretty soon I think that's like a week isn't it a couple I think it's mid-june or maybe it's the 26th oh, okay um so lisa has still injured or she is still injured and she now she has covid so lisa i hope you feel better soon garrick how is your recovery uh it was going good and oh hold on we got the dog i have him locked in this room and the shades closed so that he can't see anything but i think he's oh. looking for something <laughs> So Looking we have our inevitable dog barking. Um, but recovery's going all right. I had a little bit of calf thing, took me out for a week. I think it's on the mend. Um, if it's not torn, then I think we're good. But wait, how bad was the pain and everything you've been going through with that? It was it was a weird, it like it, it came on at the end of a run workout. And then it went away and then it came back uh, the next run workout, but it was like a pop. Oh, and uh, that I, I let it settle for a couple days uh, and then tried running again. And it was gone for a bit. Coda is not happy about my calf. Right now. <laughs> Wait, so Jackson, you said that someone messaged you and saying that Garrick's dark barking got yeah he, said, he was listening he was listening to the podcast in his car and he had like two dogs he has two dogs and they're in the car with him and and Garrick's dog barked in the podcast and then his dog started going insane in the back <laughs> like looking for this dog because they heard this dog in the car so he was like I had to pull over and everything you know what I've been thinking about Garrick you should just randomly insert a doorbell noise 
that's just the best when that happens in a commercial and your dogs are yeah. freaking out. Oh yeah. I, I should not do that because if I'm trying to find the right doorbell on <laughs> YouTube or on the, like the right sound bite for it, Coda would be freaking out. Oh my God. <laughs> but anyways, Garrick was talking about his calf and how it's hopefully getting better. Yeah. Back to my calf. Um, yeah. So, and then it was hurt and then I went to North Carolina and did a little bit of training camp and it was going all right. And then all of a sudden, the thing just popped again. Uh, so this time we're kind of throwing everything at it. Like I'm doing 60 minutes of tens every day. Um, I've got done the dry needling, done the laser. I've done, um, what's that therapy? That Home- Homeopathic uh, remedies. No, but I have gone for massage. Um, and I've pretty much, I mean, we've thrown pretty much everything at it. Did you it. go to a salt room? Did you go to a float tank? Did you go to a cryo? Cryo, uh, hyperbaric. Cryo well, I don't have access to that stuff, but I did everything I could. Did you jump in the lake? No, I did, yeah. Leafs didn't jump win the, the cup, so he didn't jump in the lake. Yeah. All right. So that's but, a status update. Garrick, obviously, we need, you, we need you ready, bud, so get ready quick. Hopefully, you heal. Um, Give you 10 bucks. His swim bike will be pretty good. <laughs> right? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> well, I was pedaling about 80 watts, and the old calf just started popping like a bag of popcorns. I don't know. Well, it's the Solia, so it's pretty good on the bike. It's not oh. bad. Okay. Uh, and then swimming, obviously, it's fine. So. All right. Well, um, there you go. So, yeah, let's hop into the old episode with Rudy. Um, enjoy, I guess. All right, Rudy, welcome. Thank you for jumping on here. Uh, even though Jack is not here and for some reason decided not to show up. I think well, he's scared because you beat him last time. Yeah, I think he's trying to like send a message, Rudy. Uh, what do you think about that? He's trying to make me wait and kind of play some mind games here. Yeah, he probably does what you what you do at parties. Like you like show up about 10 minutes before everyone leaves and then they're like, oh, finally the party starts, but it's too late. Everyone's going home. <laughs> yeah well we'll have to let him know his mind games are, are not gonna work on me not gonna work oh rudy speaking up well jackson's not here to talk about this but i noticed it the late i don't know if it's the latest because it was a, a day or two ago but your latest post possibly on instagram was a race recap kind of video from youtube um from i think it's probably from shift anyways yeah every clip kind of had you running in front of jackson was that on purpose <laughs> did it <laughs> yes it did <laughs> well i guess it's because shift took the more exciting parts when i was battling with jackson at the end for the last podium spot okay and as soon as i caught jackson i threw in a surge so from then on till i dropped him i was always right in front of him so okay okay so we'll, we'll dive into that when jackson com- comes on because i mean the main reason i've been wanting to have this we'll probably have already talked about this, but just to reiterate, I've wanted Rudy to come on to talk with, you know, a little bit of banter. If we could get Rudy to have some banter, he's always so damn proper. Um, <laughs> but it's because Jackson and Rudy have been going back and forth for a couple of years now in terms of seconds or thirds or thirds and fourths. And for a while it was Rudy just driving it into him every, every race. Jackson would just be maybe 
I don't know, 10 or 15 meters from maybe getting closer, but the race would be over. So Rudy was getting it. You, have you felt that him breathing down your neck a bit? Uh, definitely St. George uh, last year where the whole last 5k I was looking back and then he came <laughs> dying at what, maybe 10 seconds. <laughs> it was tight. And it had, I think it happened a few other times where he wasn't that close, but he was closing on the run, uh, but didn't quite make it. Yeah. Just need a couple K or a K or something like that. But and then I remember a Montremblant 2018 where we started the run together and yeah, he didn't finish too far back. But so it was kind of weird. So there was a time in our career where I would always outrun him. And I feel like he was stronger on the bike. Mm -hmm. Then there was a period where his bike went down a little, but he improved his run a lot. And then he would always outrun me. And then I feel like now we're entering in, in a third phase where my run is coming along. His run is still strong. His bike has come along. So he's closer at the start of the run, but then we can battle it out on the run and be more, have similar run times. And that's what happened in Chattanooga. I totally, it, I totally agree with you. And also worth mentioning, I think he's like, I don't know if it was just because it was a down current swim at Chattanooga where it makes the front pack a little more accessible. And once you're there, you're like totally safe pretty much. Um, but he managed to stay in that front pack where normally you would, you would get away with like Lagerstrom or something or other, be like four or five and then a big gap for, to the group. And then maybe Jackson would have to bridge that too. So the swim finally yeah. helped. Well, well, we'll have to see how it goes in the next few races because in Oceanside, he proved that he was able to be there even when it was just four or five of us up front. But yeah, Chattanooga was a little bit of an outlier of a race when everyone was able to tag along even guys that have never been ever in the front group so yeah um so that's the main reason why i want you and jackson to kind of go at a little bit see what well honestly not really i mean we're all pretty much friendly but i think a little jab here and there is cute um but rudy over the past few years um you know the, the sport has changed the, we've seen like 15 minutes just kind of drop off of finishing times um you know how have you how have you kept up with that change in pace over the last just two years yeah i've kind of noticed that a little just in uh well just looking at my races races that i've won in the past and that now it's going to be harder to win those races i'm thinking about for example saint george north american champs that i won in 2019 i didn't go that fast the field was solid but yeah, I don't know. It just seems like this year and yeah, the past couple of years, everything's just accelerating. So it's not, can't that, just be super shoes, you know? I mean, those obviously have been helping some more than others. No, I mean, super shoes were already around. I think it's just triathlons getting more traction. More people are getting into the sport. Yeah. There's more talent and races are with the PTO. There's more money. And just everything's kind of accelerating it a little, like any other sport, really. Yeah, I think we really saw that, like, with the pandemic and everyone got super excited to race again. And then they had the Olympics, which always, the new Olympic cycle always brings so many guys into the sport. And you have those IQ guys that come in, or sorry, world triathlon guys that come in. And they've shown that they can really transfer it really well. 
and especially late last year we saw some guys come in so do you think some of those guys are going to stick around or do you think they're going to try and go for another olympics uh i think more and more guys are going to kind of try to do both and also another point is with the how people are getting a bit better is with covid a lot of people just trained and trained super hard and did crazy hours for a whole year without racing and really were able to get a bump in fitness. And I think some people uh, got a bit more of an advantage from that year than others. So I feel like I didn't get, like if I knew I wasn't going to race till September that year of 2020, I would have just done crazy builds, boom, boom, boom. But instead, I was kind of always waiting. Oh, maybe this one. So I'm not going to build, go too crazy too early. I'm going to, you know, just build before the race. And then that race would never happen. So I don't think I improved as much as I could have that year. Well, then you got sick. Going at it super hard. Um, yeah, that's a good point, Rudy. Like, when you go ahead and set your season up, is it pretty methodical in terms of choosing courses and timing or are you more inept to just pick races that you just are motivated to win or you've got a history, you know, what, what goes through your plan for the year? Uh, mostly it's just the biggest, the, the race with the most prize money, the championship events and races that kind of make sense. that are pretty cool races like Oceanside. You know, living in North America, you kind of know every year oh, Oceanside's going to be one of the first, first races. And then, yeah, and then I just looked at yeah, the regional championships. Obviously, now the PTO races are a must. Who wouldn't go to a million-dollar prize purse race when you think about how it's been the last 10 years? Yeah, especially with prize purses just dwindling after the last three years heavily from Ironman and less yeah. race. And then for this year, for example, in the last two years, for me, I've always wanted to do Ironman France as my first Ironman and just as an Ironman. So that's another one this year for me. Yeah, I think we're all pretty excited about that. Um, do you know if it'll be a televised race? Um, I'm pretty sure they'll have it on Facebook. Yes. Okay. I'll have to post some links. But yeah, they actually do a pretty good job in France, even on smaller races that you guys here in North America have never heard about. They have full lives with multiple motos. Actually, they do a pretty good job. Yeah, they always have the full French races or the French coverage of all these races that are up on YouTube. And I always watch those when I'm on the bike on the stupid trainer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was this, this, just this individual half I did in uh, 2020. It was the second race back from COVID. I did the first, the 70.3. Tab. And yeah, it was just this, this half that has... Yeah, I had 20K prize purse. In France, it's it's kind of well-known, but no one would know it out of France. I've always seen it because I couldn't, you know, couldn't figure out how to pronounce it properly. Les Sables. Les Sables, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the 70.3. But then the other race, which is just an individual race, had, yeah, a full production. Like, uh, same as Ironman did on Ironman when it was Ironman now. But they had more, they had an extra moto on each side. So it was actually better multiple perspectives i guess so you mentioned something we need to ask a couple more questions on um you know why why iron man full distance now do you, do you feel like you're still too young for that shit <laughs> uh no well not anymore so i always had kind of yeah i've always been kind of methodical in my career and i never 
I always had the idea that I don't want to start doing full Ironmans too early. And it's interesting because I was actually just listening, for example, to a podcast with Sam Laidlow with Compressport. And he has the exact opposite idea. For him, it takes 10 years to really get the full experience and kind of really build that strength for Ironman. So for him, he's like, well, I'm going to start the earliest possible at 20. So then when I'm 30 and I'm in full physical prime and I get the full, I mean, my prime for the experience too, because it's been 10 years. Ironman, boom, then I can crush it. And I always had the other idea that no, like stay with half Ironman, stay fast, and then you'll still have plenty of time to go to full Ironman. And I mean, I'm 28, I'll be 29 this year. I still have 11, 12 years of, of full Ironman. So I think. No, it makes sense. I think that's probably the majority of pro male athletes right now feel that way um but quick yeah. segue we got jackson on now um he oh cool he had to run out and get some eggs no i'm just a total idiot and realized at five i'm like yeah i can't wait for the podcast at seven and then at 5 30 i'm like i'm gonna make other plans and completely forget about it so, <laughs> hey you're here man thanks for thanks for getting back oh of oh, course uh training yeah no training and then just being an idiot and being like, let's go for dinner. And then being like, Oh, good thing. I picked a restaurant three minutes from my house. Oh, did you have to cancel on leave Montana there early? No, we where there's other people there and stuff. So it was no big deal. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for leaving your, well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I was like, I can't miss this one. This is my, my main competitor. I got to get all the details. Yeah. So uh, is it like uh, Chattanooga? Did you forget I was behind you? The whole yeah, time? that was it. I was like, Oh, <laughs> yes! I should have run harder. Just I knew God, I knew he was going to drop. I got it, Mac. The, the the six U turns didn't clue me in that there was somebody there. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, it was none of that. It was a hundred percent, you know, effort. Just didn't uh, didn't get. Wasn't able to hold you off this time. So, we'll uh, we'll have another chance again at the Canadian Champs. I'm sure. Is, are they uh, doing the same format with groups of three, or is this just a big open race? Big race. Yeah. Okay. Not Collins Cup style then. No. Screw that. Uh, that'd be that'd be crazy. Yeah, I wasn't sure how they were gonna if they're gonna continue that. Um, but Jack, we were just talking about Rudy's first Iron Man. He's doing Iron Man France. Um, is that September, Rudy, or August? France? Yeah. In June. No, that's June. It's coming up this like now? It's three weeks. <laughs> well, uh, I'm an idiot. I I thought you were like, had this long process you were going by and you're just getting into it. But I guess I did see some massive rides already on, on your um, Instagram. Yeah. I've already had like, uh, eight, eight, six hour plus rides this year. Okay. Well, Jackson, any, any advice after you did your Mallorca breakthrough last October? Yeah. Yeah. No, just what you're doing is smart because you're actually Nick. You just muted me, not yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Yeah, no, we, my strategy was just jump into it and just see what happens. Your strategy of actually training properly for it is going to be good. So you'll be good. Have you seen or do you know who's going to be racing? Like, is it going to be yeah. competitive? Well, I don't really follow the start list, but originally Sam Laidlow was going to do it but he's not anymore because he was tired from St. George and he's going to do this famous race in French, uh, in France called Embrun. 
don't know if you guys heard of it. It's this crazy mountainous uh, Ironman in August. So Laidlow's not doing it. And then Skipper was going to do it as well, but he's not anymore because it's sub seven. So those are two heavy hitters out. And then uh, another big guy, but he's doing it. He's confirmed is Leon Chevalier, who is six in St. George. So, I mean, just this guy is big competition. So really Jack said he's incredibly slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as if. No, he won the he won the race I did, the only full I ever did. That guy's oh, right. legit. Yeah, that one. Yeah, he had 98 points. Yeah, he's he's really legit. And it's crazy because he's still like a full-time student. So that dude, and he's pretty young. So somewhere around 25, 26. Well, I saw him as like a 33-year-old or something. He does look a little older, you're right. He's just he's pretty, he's pretty tall. Yeah. So yeah, that, he, he's the favorite. No, be good though, Rudy. You're the favorite in our heart. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like you got it. Like you can, you can definitely do it. It's just, you know, once you've got the training specific for it, you'll be yeah, you'll be ready. But how did that long gravel race go? Um, not great. So I had pretty aggressive tires, but in the end, that wasn't the issue. It's just I, I had a huge I got a huge flat and it completely there was a huge hole on the top of the tire. And so in the end, I had to plug it, do a bunch of things, super glue, but it didn't really hold. And then in the end, I got a new tire. So I lost about 25 minutes where I wasn't moving. And then another probably 10 to 15 to 20 minutes easy of being on some, some single tracks walking behind all the slow people just waiting to be able to go by which race was it was it a belgian waffle the belgian waffle ride california which is the original belgian waffle ride that's a lot of a lot of road on that one too right yeah in in miles it was so it was 135 miles and it was about 80 of road and 55 of uh gravel but in time the gravel ends up taking as much time as the 80 miles of road yeah but some and some of the gravel parts are just super gnarly but the thing is when i flatted you know it's these guys we're bombing down these trails right with rocks everywhere i don't understand how you don't flat honestly rather than how do you go without you know well rather normal that they're not flatting <laughs> most of these people i've ever done gravel ri rides out with here in utah they'll just go downhill like they're on pavement and they just don't give a shit so i i haven't mastered that or understand how it works either yeah and so i was asking actually the, the guy who won alexi vermulens from boulder and i was kind of asking him is it my tire choice is it my line choice is it just bad luck and he was like, well, it's probably a lot of line choice, but you're just following these guys. You know? So it's really yeah. hard to not hit a certain rock, you know. It's a bit, yeah, so it's tough. And he won this year, and two years in a row, a few years ago, he flatted and had big issues. So it's okay. definitely a bit of a lottery, too. Um, did you do Unbound last year? No, I did the Belgian Waffle Ride Kansas. Okay, that's what it was. Okay, I thought it would have yeah. been the Something. And so then after I flatted, well, I just ended up doing the next six hours hard trying to catch up, and I finished 46. That's pretty good. Dude. 
I literally, I was, yeah, I passed hundreds of people. Obviously, at the beginning, it's easy because they're they're guys that are way back. But then, the more you get ahead, the harder it is. But I kept on passing all the way to the end. How did you uh, find the California one stacked up to the Kansas one? Um, well, the California one was much more stacked in terms of level, and the course was a little more gnarly. So the Kansas was very, it was either these big, large dirt roads that you can do on 25s or these mountain bike sections that you really need knobs on your tires. That the California was more a bit of everything. Some single track, some rock parts, some crazy, wavy, narrow little dirt roads. There wasn't, and there's no, in the California one, there's no large dirt roads. So it's all kind of, yeah, special specific stuff. So full-time gravel triathlon. When's that? The next, what, that's the next venture, right? Swim, uh, gravel bike, run. Definitely. Yeah. Perfect for the sponsors. Trek, Garmin. I would do it, man. I mean, I've actually got a bike course here in Utah set up for it already. If anyone wants to do it. Really? Yeah. It's on the no, original I, Crusher and the Tusher gravel bike course. So it'll, oh, I've heard of that Yeah, one. so it's the most fucked thing you'll ever do. So just by the way, it's not just like, oh, let's go ride our gravel bikes. It's like, <laughs> we're going to finish at 11,000 feet and all that. Start at, what is it? Start at 5,000, finish at 11 or something stupid? She starts at 5, she finishes right around 12. 12. <laughs> but these races are pretty, I mean, I had a lot of fun. They're pretty epic. They're kind of like a triathlon in the sense that it's an adventure. I really enjoyed them. Okay. Well, that's good feedback. I mean, I think it's great when triathletes branch out. I think, you know, Heather Jackson's another one. Uh, Sam Long's done a couple. He did Belgian Waffle Ride, Cedar City. You got? Are you going to come do Belgian BWR Cedar City? Uh, no, the date is, doesn't work. When is it? It's in September, right? I don't know anymore. I just did it during yeah. COVID. Right. It's right around PTO, US Open. Okay. And then you're building for Kona or 70.3 Worlds. and Oh, yeah. so you're already hashing out a spot for Kona. No. <laughs> well, we'll see. Qualify <laughs> yeah. will go, but obviously. Well, even if Chevalier, for example, beats me, he already has a spot. I know. Hey, I'm second behind him. I still get a spot. But How many yeah. spots are there? Just one or? Just one, yeah. Yeah, Ironman slots are like pretty it's like going to prom back in the 70s you don't think you're probably not going to get any action but now it's like these days everyone's having some action yeah we can all get into it (laughs) (laughs) um so back to the the fun little rivalry jackson we talked with rudy already um about how you two have kind of been at each other's heels actually mainly you've been coming at his heels and then you finally got him a few times and now just recently in chattanooga only once i only ever beat him once really yeah, I guess. All right. That's fair. Well, I beat, I beat him once in 2016, once in 2017, and then whoa, never. Oh, whoa, whoa. When did you beat me in 2016? I don't <laughs> uh, Rev 3. Rev 3. Quasi? Um, yeah. Okay. And then 2017? You didn't I, beat me in 2017. That was St. Anthony's. Damn. Okay. <laughs> you got a pen to write that down? <laughs> He was like, I got to check, fact check this. But you took a wrong turn, I'm pretty sure, on the St. Anthony's. And at Quasi, I'm pretty sure you got a 
penalty. So I mean, yeah, I had a second. I had, but it was just it was just a thirty second or one minute or something stand down. Oh, okay. It wow, was for we'll the rule that you, they used to have at USAT, the stagger rule. That's being so dumb. Oh, that's yeah. You were like a hundred meters behind Cam Dyer or yeah. something and got a penalty. Yeah, and then now nah, St. Anthony's. I mean, I remember there was something with the wrong turn, or no, that was Jason West. But no, I was just on, that wasn't a great day for me. So, anyways, then then that took five years, and Rudy was just way ahead, and then I was clawing my way back, and then got pretty close in 2019. No, 20, 2021 at um, North American Champs, I got close to catching him, but didn't. Yeah, um, that was super close. Yeah, that that's when I really was like, okay. He's getting dangerous. Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> That's when I was like about that too in my own head. But, uh, but then yeah, then just Oceanside, and then he got me back again by about the same margin at Chattanooga, pretty well. So, yeah. But we saw also that in seventy point three worlds last year, that you were kind of getting up there. What place did you finish again? I was fifth in that. Uh, yeah, so that was solid. I mean, I honestly didn't run super great, but it was such a hard bike that like nobody, well, a couple of few guys ran well, but it was like, if you could run okay, you were going to do well. So, right. Was what did you kinda, run? 114? It was like 114. The course is brutal though. It's way worse than the, the North American champs course, but still it wasn't that great. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see this year what we can do. It's 70.3 worlds again. And it's going to be crazy with the, all the PTO races, like everyone's going to be going head to head every month from July, August, September, probably October. So it's going to be nuts. Yeah, that will make things more interesting. I was telling them earlier how earlier in, in our confrontations, well, yeah, I mean, overall, yeah, I was beating you every time, but then, and your run wasn't that great originally, but yeah. your bike, actually stronger and then your bike got or you improve more your run and then your bike got a little weaker for a bit yeah and then now i feel like we're in a third phase where we're pretty similar yeah i think my bike tailed off a bit because i was trying not to kill myself for the run and that's when my run got better and now i've kind of learned to do both hopefully pretty well and my swim is the main thing i think that got better over the last year or two um but well we'll see well we'll race each other at least three more times this year so i'm sure freaking things will go back and forth and and we'll have some good battles gotta start thinking about collins cup matchups if if we make it it's not even sure did they even start talking about that race happening again collins cup yeah oh yeah Oh, it's one of the main PTO big I know, things. But, but they just haven't said anything about it at all. I figured they might have done some pre-hype by now or just talking about the race in general. It's like... I think they have. Not have talked about it. Oh, okay. I think I've only just bit. seen the main ads. And because, yeah, because after the sprint finish with Lionel, it was like, oh, Rudy should race Lionel in Collins Cup. And then with Jackson, it would make sense as well. And then, but they're on both Team International, so that obviously I can do both. Okay. And, and with the Europeans, I'm trying to think if there's any specific rivalry. Oh, speaking of that, real quick, pivot. What, Rudy? What do you think about sub seven, sub eight? I mean, I'm gonna watch. It seems like they're gonna they're gonna have a cool production, but I'm not. 
Like, what does that, it mean? Like, what does it mean anything to our sport? I mean, what does it, what does it do for us? I'm just curious, not taking anything away from him. I'm just questions I'm getting asked. Right. Obviously the guys doing are super strong, but yeah, no, I'm not very interested in it. And I don't think it does much really. I mean, you're behind seven pacers on the bike. It's you're doing hundred Watts less. Obviously it's a super easy bike and your fall still going to be tough. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Just since the beginning of it, I was kind of like, I'm, I'm not really interested in this. It's not a race. Didn't, didn't um, Blumenfeld almost go freaking sub seven at Cozumel, like seven twenty four or something. Uh, 20 something. Yeah. I think it might've been 21. With, even. with the much shorter swim, obviously. Yeah shorter and faster okay just curious because that's coming up let's return to this collins cup topic here so Mm -hmm. hypothetically i want to know what your guys's race plan would be if you were put in a race and it was jackson versus rudy versus who that's a tough uh let's say who um it's got to be a euro uh, euros is Whoever we think about who's not the top four likely won't be there <laughs> because if if you're ranked 12th in the world for Europe or for, yeah, as a European, you're not making it to the Conscop. So yeah. The would, only sure things basically are like Christian and Gustav, Gustav and Jan. Yeah. Other than that, it could be anybody. All right. So uh, versus Gustav. Ooh. I think everybody knows we just freaking try to, like, you don't get away from Gustav. He's so strong. It's impossible. Would you just let him kind of bite his time and have a smash of the bike and then hope to just run him or run with him? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Like, um, it, it's also 20 meters, so it's not like – That's true. So He probably would try to get away on the bike, I would assume, and then Rudy would possibly try to get away as well. So it would be, it'd be interesting. Right, because he would probably be thinking about the six minutes extra points, or at least the four minutes, or yeah. at least the. T- <laughs> yeah, he'd be thinking about something, but you got to try to get off the bike together. That's that's like if you can get oh, off okay. of them, you, you might have a chance, right? But can't let him drop you on the bike. No, then it's like hundred percent crush you then even more. Yeah, that's a tough one, but at least you know with Gustav, he's not going to get away in the swim. Um, right. Such a strong guy like that on the run, especially. I feel like you have to try something or at least soften him up on the bike. You have to do something. Yeah. You have to at least have to put in some surges. But because you never know, you know, these guys, okay, he was super strong in worlds last year. But there he's it's not like Gustav, I'm sure, is always super confident that he has the best legs. You know, there's some days where he's not feeling as good and like so you can only you, you can only be in shape so much like maybe at some point he's maybe like okay i'm not off. yeah i'm not really peaking for collins cup because you know there's too many other good opportunities maybe so who knows but yeah you just all right you guys are evading the question in the main topic here the main well, topic, how do we race how would you plan to be well, we other? can't we can't <laughs> tell each other how we're gonna try to beat each other and i don't well, think there's any question everything like, changes during the race though yeah well, Rudy's going to try to get away in the swim, and then he's going to try to get away in the bike, like, obviously. And um, then someone – I guess that's a pretty good strategy. I'm going to try to get away in every discipline. Transition even. Yes. 
unless I change my strategy and I start backing up my run. <laughs> uh, you could. You've seen that that can work too. So it did work in Chattanooga. Well, if you don't, if Jackson doesn't have any hills, which there's no hills in Samarin or whatever, there's some hills. It's not hilly, but it's like rolling kind of. We were talking to Rudy, like if that, if you guys didn't have to go up that bridge, could Jackson have held you off at Chattanooga? Oh, I don't think so. That was pretty fucked. <laughs> what bridge the, the wooden bridge at the end it's just the wooden bridge but he already kind of had a gap on me like going into it just a little upgrade oh but then he just then he just threw some yeah, salt on it constantly up and down that course so yeah there's not- no i if i could have lasted to the top of the bridge then i had a chance but i had no drive up the hill i was done i was done but that's where whatever that's the that's the course i think that's the best part about our sport it is like and I was talking about this with somebody about golf. Um, it's not, I guess it's not so much relatable, but it's pretty close. Like you could have a dude who's playing in the masters who won like 15 years ago, just kind of show up out of nowhere and blow everyone's hats off. And then same with our sport. Like you could have guys who are like maybe fourth, fifth, sixth usually. And then all of a sudden, or they'll come out of nowhere and just maybe like a Butterfield. He kind of had some down years. Terenzo Bazona had some down years. And all of a sudden, you just come back and smash. I think it's just the coolest part about our sport. And then your guys, obviously, watching Jackson get stronger and get closer to the front of the, the nose of the race every time and knowing Rudy's always been at that nose of the race, it's, it's just cool to see these two things kind of coming together right now. But also, what's important for both of us is obviously, I mean, we got third and fourth. So still two other guys were ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. For yeah. Good morning. And I, and I bet even if you won more often, you'd still probably be hard on yourself and want to get a bigger gap to the top three. So it's always something you're never, we're never satisfied. Right. Yeah. And well, just the state where it's not like Jackson's only thinking about me and I'm only thinking about him, obviously. Yeah. There's guys that beat us too. So well, that was probably what everyone was thinking about most, really, was especially Jason West, I think. I was, at least, because I was just like, I just want a gap on Jason. And if I, if I don't have a gap on Jason, you know, like, obviously, I'll try. But the chances of outrunning him are extremely low because he's running 109 every time. Yeah, both Jason. They, well, that's what I was thinking. I mean, if you take out those two, which never make the front group, like, and when I say never, that's never. Pretty then much. I'm with- race and you're second or yeah. it would have been a great battle for the win between us yeah so something what... happened out there that just i i i half wonder if like just with with the motos now if that makes a bigger draft uh for like yeah. the back I'm... further in the group because i'm just like sometimes they're cutting in and out and stuff like they're not staying on the other side of the road and no. well no because the other side of the road had traffic so that's yeah. what Ty was saying, and uh, Lionel as well from the Ironman last year. They're like, this race shouldn't be a pro race because the drafting is huge on that course, and it's not a close course. The cars are coming the other way. You only it's have the most, one. Most unsafe road race in the Ironman circuit, having done yeah, and you like- have the motos on your lane next to you, which even increases the drafting, and obviously with the twelve meters of Ironman. And I mean, that's exactly what happened in our race. It was impossible to get away, even with guys that are usually significantly weaker on the bike. And that's not to say they don't work hard or, and they can't improve on the bike. 
Well, normally That's, we see the elastic stretch even on the camera, you know? Right. So, yeah, who knows? I mean, they might have made it anyways. Um, all I know is when there was that one move that happened in kind of when you were catching Ben and I bridged across, there were like motos near me and like between me and the other guys. And that's possible that that could have helped them get back in it. Um, it, it in another, on another course that's more open. Yeah. But that's, you know, the way it is. And they biked well, like, like Andre Lopez in there. I've never, ever seen him get off the bike with the lead group. I think he did it once in Maine or something last year, but. Um, right. Yeah, but, no, all, all of the, those runners that were running up front, Andre, Jason, and Matt Hansen, have never been in the front group off the bike. Yeah, not that that when you've been there anyways, because you usually smash it. But but they rode really well, and there's still hills. Like, it's not like going up the hills, the motor's helping. So, they, you know, they did what they had yeah. to do, and it was it was impressive. But in the end, yeah, I've, we'll obviously we'll see in the next few races, but – after analyzing all the variables, what I think is they def they definitely benefited a lot from a draft effect and just from the race circumstances rather than them, oh, all of a sudden they've improved that much. But what what I've noticed too is, you know, these guys are still working likely as hard, but the breaks come when they normally wouldn't. Like there might be a 10 or 15 second area where there's just enough space drag draft where it keeps them connected where like you said other races it doesn't happen so i think that is crucial right no exactly it's not like they're so much weaker but once you yeah exactly there's probably a make or break point where they had a bit, a bit of an advantage maybe yeah yeah but back to that course like even the age groupers like imagine we're racing there and there's cars and we're pissed but even driving back or riding back into town you see some of it where there's like six or seven groups of cyclists mixed in with a car who's trying to pass. Um, it's just, it's one of the most yeah. unsafe bike courses out there. Yeah. Well, actually now I remember, uh, after maybe just 10, 15 K I was, Oh yeah, there was a car and there was a car of a sudden right in front of me. And at, at one point it helped me a little, I got a bit of a draft, but then at, right after, then it was going too slow and I had to kind of freewheel. So it was like kind of, I was like, well, how is there a car right here in front of me now? I'm... And Ben was 20, 30 seconds ahead. So it's not like there was no one on the course. So, yeah. But that was the only moment really where there was a car. Yeah, we got pretty lucky because I've seen it worse in other years where a car just comes out freaking going like 20 miles an hour and you're in that tighter section, like on the back half of the course. And it's just like you're yeah. flying around this car in the opposite lane and stuff. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that would advantage me though. I'm used to do that in training. Yeah. You just do crazy shit on the sense and stuff. So you probably <laughs> love it. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's crazy though. I, I always keep it in control. I feel like I don't really take any risk. It's just, yeah. Con in control. Smooth is fast. Yeah. The bike course in France, is that going to be technically for your uh, advantage? For sure, yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the at least the last downhill is the same as seventy point three worlds. Okay, so neat. So that's pretty technical, but there's yeah, a lot. Yeah, Because <laughs> some of those just they're false flats, so you're not going that fast, but you're still going an arrow. But those roads are so narrow at some points that 
even on the or even there it's just flat you have to stop pedaling on corners and stuff like that but yeah that course is a perfect mix of flats uphills fast false flats downhills like it's not just oh you're going up a mountain it's it's really the perfect bike course i think well we definitely got to watch that race go down whenever that is i'll look at the dates and we'll put the notes. i kind of doubt yeah. that one's going to be on video is it yeah it should be on facebook oh good uh, post obviously on my story when it is it's the same weekend as frankfurt and as tromblon actually oh wow so that's a good sequence I mean, all the Euros are going to be there who wouldn't want to go anywhere North America. Yeah, a lot of people from Frankfurt, and then there's Nice, Tremblant. Yeah, you can watch all three races if you That's know. That's going to be sick. Is Tremblant going to be video? Probably not. I don't I think, think so. I don't think they're doing it. Yeah, I think it's a non-televised one. So, old school. Yeah. In, in America, there's no chance you can watch the Ironman. Well, you can watch the marathon, but anything else before is at two a.m. So yeah. Well, I remember um, one year at one year at uh, Mont Tremblant, we were like just getting ready for the race and stuff, and you were in that battle with uh, with Javier Gomez at the European Champs. Um, like wow, we're like walking to the swim start, and Javier's like catching you, and then all of a sudden you start like pulling away again. And I remember falling uh, yeah. and being like, oh, "Holy shit, I really want this guy to beat fucking Javier Gomez," because I just because <laughs> I race with you all the time and stuff. And Gomez just like sits in on the bike and just like gets away with drafting. Was from what I saw. Yeah, in a lot well, of races. What happened that year too? But yeah, that was yeah that was one of my craziest races ever. That will always be a good memory. And then he, he won. He beat him. He made up like three minutes and then couldn't make up the last or two minutes or something. Couldn't make up the last like 10 seconds because he just accelerated. Yeah, I, I went into the third dimension is what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy's third dimension. That's that's a new send it. Yeah, you're like, it's when you're going as hard as you can go, right? But then you go in the third dimension. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's as hard as you can go in our dimension. I mean, what I feel go. like there's three dimensions just in our normal world. <laughs> <laughs> what, wouldn't it be the fourth dimension? No, well, I call it the third. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's when, living in 2D most, most of the time. <laughs> it's when you go essentially way overboard and you know you can't hold it till the end. But you still do it in an attempt to beat the other guy. Well, whenever you get your clothing line up, you better put the third dimension on the front of that shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I will. laughs> but Rudy, I think you said you had to get going to your sister's extravaganza. Do we need to uh, you up? Yep. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Rudy, before you go, I got one last question for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Those trees that you put in your backyard that were like, 1500 bucks did did they make it through the winter oh yeah they're another thousand dollars each <laughs> which i don't know why i did that well they were obviously they built a whole thing around retention for water or whatever and they were they were not that small but you can buy smaller trees for like 70 dollars <laughs> and just take yourself and well yeah i mean no this was better done but yeah no they're they're good Okay, thank God. Thank God we knew about that. Yeah, if they didn't, he would have been real pissed about that money loss and he'd never lose another race again. That was like half a video on YouTube of Rudy trying to water them. Half a video, yeah. Like (laughs) 
seconds out of 24 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rudy. Well, we'll let you go, man. Thanks for coming on. This has been a long time coming. Um, we won't say anything bad about you when we do our closing and you're not here, uh, but have a good dinner, man. We'll see you soon. And we'll be following up on all the hard work you're doing in France. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And yeah, I'll see you guys around that races. Good luck. Good, man. good luck in France. Bye. Thanks. Right. Well, that was it. That was Rudy Von Berg. Uh, follow him into the third dimension (laughs) i totally know what he means about that like you go above what you know you can do but you just do it anyway because you're like this is what i have to do if i want to beat this person it's you know it's pretty nuts and uh i don't you know i'm breaking some news to you nick lionel is racing 70.3 montremblant damn it i'll be so So that's going to be literally, I like watched his YouTube video yesterday and I was like, okay, I got to get ready for this. Then today I just like added like an hour to my training. (laughs) I was just like, all right, let's go. Got to do it. This is actually going to be so flipping exciting. Laundry and Lionel. Oh my God. I I just, I don't want to race anymore. I want to watch it. If you got Cody racing, Cody's racing, Taylor. That's two. I don't know why I put four fingers up. Um, yeah. And there'll be probably like Eric Lagerstrom usually goes to it. He likes that race. That'd be so awesome. We'll see. It's going to be interesting, but I've got a, I'm feeling okay. Now I was feeling horrible coming back into training like five or six days ago, but now I'm feeling pretty good. And then I'm just going to hit two weeks, like really solid to get back. It's been frustrating after chattanooga because i didn't take any time off and i felt like i just finally had like a swim that was worth like being like yeah that's probably okay like today like it i lost i was just so tired after that race yeah well i took a week freaking nothing and that just put me into the really tough coming out of it spot but it was smart i think i needed it and now i'm actually feeling like really good today was like really really good so we'll see i've got two Three and a bit weeks of the race, so about just over two weeks to train like real hard and just get into crazy good shape and just try to freaking beat Lionel. He's doing four weeks at altitude right now. So he's and he's like gonna be eight weeks since worlds. He's gonna have recovered, been super fit. So if I can beat him there, I'm that would be is he trying to use this as a peak race before um the Edmonton race? Uh, I think he's testing his like protocol for altitude and training and stuff to see if it's like viable basically. Okay. So I do think he's going to be pretty dang fit. Cause he's, if he's going to try, he's going to try it properly. And then we'll see, um, how that goes, but yeah, 28 days at altitude. He said, he also said he thinks that that's the minimum you need to be at altitude to have benefit, which uh, I've, I've done like a 11 days and found a lot of benefit. So it's very dependent on every single person's different yeah i mean there's a minimum threshold i think but definitely some people longer is worse because you just can't recover yeah Dude, this is uh this is gonna be quite the canadian race here i'm just looking at start list so aside for the people that we named there's also jason pole brent mcmahon oh of course um, brennan smith yeah, there's a lot of Canadian men. This is going to be like the Canadian championships. Yeah, um, and when Lionel's there, it's legit. If Lionel doesn't show up, it's the, you know, asterisk Canadian championships. So. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I can't wait to be part of it. I want to do this race forever. It's going to be awesome. Oh, I, can't, oh, I can't believe you haven't done it. It's like the best course. Like it's my favorite course, I think. That's why you want it, man. You love that energy of that course. It's beauty. It's hilly. It's got a nice wetsuit swim. It's hilly on the bike and run. Um, yeah, it's just beauty. And the town is gorgeous. Have you been to the town before? I've so my ex, as you know, Karen, she was there when the world championships was there and she was there for that race and could not say anything bad about it. She said they, they put on like the best Kona ever for a 70.3. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, they take care of the pros big time. They, they give like wine bottles out to every pro and like the previous year's winners are on the wine bottles. Oh, wow. um, taunting. So hopefully I'll, I'll be on there, but maybe they change it for COVID. Who knows? They I have hope like you're the still best, there, man. They have the trophy they give out every year. Every single year they give it out. You don't have to like give it back or anything. And it's like handmade wooden, like carved trophy. That's like, it must cost like at least a thousand bucks to pay this artist to make these things. They're sweet. That's um, It's pretty cool. Well, that's going to be a fun race. Um, and then we'll get ready to watch you at the PTO. Tamara hopefully gets into that as well. But Leslie is racing in what one week? I was wrong. Yeah, she'll be racing June twelfth. So that's a full. She's fit. She had a good race at Chattanooga. Like I saw the fire in her eyes on that run, and she just and I just saw it. I was like, oh, she's having a good one. So I think she'll be ready for a good one in Des Moines. Um, I can't wait. I hope she has a great day. For sure. But, but yeah, that's about it. We'll. Um, our regular podcast schedule is filling up. We're actually getting booked ahead of time now. So we'll have a couple more guests about sciencey stuff, about which products are garbage. Um, and I think Lisa's going to come on when she feels better and talk to us about recovery and all the stuff she's learned. Jackson's going to talk to us about quantum physics in the third dimension. No, no, no. <laughs> we'll have, we'll have uh, Cody on talk about quantum physics. <laughs> yeah, we'll need, we need to get old man Brent back on. Oh yeah, that'd be okay. We need to like get a Canadian conglomeration at Mont Tremblant, like after the race. Like go you back to the not. Airbnb, have a couple beers, and just have a nice little hoedown podcast. Maybe like five minutes with each person, just quick. Is there like a Batman signal we can throw up? Like we'll light it's a, a hockey. It's a Canadian uh, maple leaf. Yeah. No, don't we have to like light a hockey puck on fire and shoot in the air or something, and everyone comes running? Yeah. No, you just it's just this Toronto Maple Leafs like symbol this guy. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know in Quebec if you want to be putting up the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, that's true. Put the Habs up, but yeah, yeah the Habs. So well, none it. of those Canadians are. None of those people we're talking about are from Quebec, though. Isn't it the province? That's true. Though? It is the province, though. I feel like you're just gonna get some an, like a angry mob with pitchforks show up in Quebec. Yeah. Isn't Shrek Garrick? No, but it's Quebec. <laughs> Garrick's part Quebecois, sort of. So he knows. Wait, he's part what? Quebecois. Is but that how actually. you say like a Quebecian? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. how you say Quebecian. <laughs> yes. But your mom's from Quebec, right? Yeah, she's from Quebec, Quebec. Right. I heard him speaking French on the phone once, and it was like this, come to my house and we can have some pasta. That's not right. That's not a French accent. No. That's yeah, it was. That All right, we've derailed. Yeah. Now we're gonna have to cut all this. All right, until next time. Peace. No, we're not gonna cut it. Hello. Hello.
Like I'm Tommy Cruise on a one-man mission trying to see it through.